spend it on accretive deals, ones that are actually making money. And I tip my hat off to the American cannabis crew. They, they're still around, you know, and a lot of them are making money and they can't deduct their expenses from their, from their costs. So it's just crazy. Those things are going to change. They can't deposit their money in banks properly. They can't use yeah. debit cards. But when those things change, man, it's, it's, it's going to accelerate this business and the ones that are left standing as they are now are going to do very well. From the PodConnect studios, high in the Rockies at the beautiful Beaver Creek Resort, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on MJ Bulls, we are joined by Terry Booth, the CEO of Audacious. Terry, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, Dan. <laughs> well, I'm, it's a real honor to have you, I'm, I'm, and I'm glad you could stop by. As uh, the founder of Aurora Cannabis, your position in the cannabis history is secure, but it doesn't mean you're stopping. <laughs> uh, since stepping down as the CEO, you've launched another highly publicized project, and that's why you're here today. Let's learn more about Audacious. Can you give us an update? Yeah, I, I uh, retired from Aurora for about seven and a half hours. <laughs> and, uh, it was... <laughs> It was time to see what else was out there. Started a med PPE business in Edmonton. I grabbed myself a building and was talking to the people at Astralis for some time with respect to how I may or may not fit in. And there was some talk about being a chief strategy officer, and I didn't bite on that one. And then, of course, a, a dissident battle started against Astralis from its shareholders. They were going to turn the company into a fintech. Yeah, and It was born as a cannabis company, and we weren't uh, about to let that occur if we could have stopped it at all. And those things are interesting battles. People go at each other's throats, but it's mainly maybe a reflection of society where the these proxy firms write up the press releases. At the same time, you're still talking to the dude. I'm still good friends with Scott Doughty. And their company was not in the right direction for us shareholders. So boom, comes November. We we win significantly. So we knew that probably in August we were going to win. And we started to set the groundwork for Audacious. I, I joined in March. We were only in Nevada at that time. We're now in Nevada, California, Oklahoma, Missouri, Massachusetts, and we've got some hard work going on in New York and New Jersey. We're working on deals in Florida. It's amazing what we've accomplished. I'm, I'm really pumped about it. Well, I've heard you describe it as an MSO in the making, <laughs> but, but it sounds like it's an MSO in made because with all those states, man, that is some impressive growth over such a short period of time. I know that you had a really good foundation of subsidiaries. Was that sort of central in how f your ability to grow as fast as you did some of the key subsidiaries that you guys had under your umbrella? 100%. Dr. Duke Fu was part of the dissident battle, and he was actually involved in a lawsuit against Australia. But when he joined the dissident battle uh, and won it, we made him interim CEO. And uh, he started getting Nevada back in shape. His business is in Nevada. And then we made uh, probably the cornerstone investment was Alps. Yeah. We used to stand for Aurora Larson Projects. Thomas Larson is brilliant. He's been in the horticultural industry for over 30 years, passed on from his father. And when I met that dude in, in the Netherlands and he showed me around some of these greenhouses, I was shocked at how far ahead they were of, of North America. These greenhouses they build, in, in the old school, there's a greenhouse was the same as an outdoor grow. You know, you're not gonna you're gonna have the proper yields. You're gonna be susceptible to disease and whatnot. This is nothing like that. We we call these indoor grow with supplemental sun. There's as many lights per square foot in these grows as there are in a typical indoor grow. But we happen to have a glass roof, and that glass okay. roof helps us quite a bit with our our micromole count. 
It helps us get those juicy little buds at the bottom of the, the plants by having reflective glass. It's, it's cool glass. You, the, the sun comes into this glass and it doesn't, can't get out. So, so away he goes. He, he peeled out of um, Aurora about the same time I did. And uh, I was a part of that, reducing the core at, to a core asset versus we didn't need much more grow in Canada as we were over, oversupplied in Canada. And uh, there's a few projects he was working on around the world that he picked up again. So he picked up the Australian uh, project. It's a 350,000 square footer. And he's picked up a few facilities in America. When he picks these facilities up to build them, I stick my big nose in and I say, hey, guys, um, we'd love to have some of your canopy. And we'll pay for the cannabis at a cost plus 10%. You would think they'd tell you to pound sand, but they don't because what they're getting with Alps is also the post-commissioning and the post-production systems. And we call that APIS. And APIS is an incredible monitoring system. And you get your cultivation experts and your crop consultancy people because now our product is in your facility. We want it to stay in good shape. Cannabis disease is systemic. So if you're going to have powdery mildew or uh, God forbid those nasty little mites or, or any type of insect, it's going to be systemic. So we're going to pay the same attention to your rooms that we're paying to our rooms. And they love it. And a good example of that is the guys in Massachusetts. When we, they first phoned us thinking we were a loan company, Australis Capital. And yeah. we're not that anymore, guys, but what are you up to? Well, we're a license in Massachusetts, a social equity license that includes 110,000 square feet of canopy, four dispensaries, delivery and manufacturing. We're oh. Well, maybe we can help you out there. And they were, no, 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 we know how to, we know how to grow weed. You know, we managed over a million square feet in the old days in, in Cali under, under Hoop House and whatnot. Well, I, I got him on the phone with Thomas Larson and Joel Fuzat, a Northern California guy. He was employee number six at Aurora. Okay. And they, they, they started speaking cannabis. And within two hours, these guys in mass, they knew they needed these guys at Alps to build their facility. That's our plan. It's very hard to replicate that plan. What it does, it also leaves frog you into licensing. Right. Otherwise, if we were in mass, we'd be applying right now and it would probably take us eight months to a year to get fully licensed. Yeah. We come in there and we've got 12 and a half percent of their canopy and we immediately have product. And oh, by the way, we're, we're hoping to uh, help them out with the manufacturing license where we'll take you know total control over that. It feels like instead of an MSO in the making, it's a roll up in the making because all these groups are like, wow, that I would love to be part of Terry's team. And he's bringing all these great assets and great infrastructural advantages that I wouldn't have otherwise. So mm. it seems like such a smart strategy on your part. Yeah, it was one of those things. You mentioned the MSO word. Sure, we're an MSO, but I call us an MSO3. This market cap, and we're below 100 million bucks. It's killing me. When we do the comps against our competitors, we should be an MSO2, which is north of 500 million. So that's my job. My job is to create the liquidity in the stock. I'm pretty good at that. I'll, I'll do it again. And then once we get past that MSO2, it, then the MSO one is, is our target, and that's a, you know, north of a billion dollars. And you're not going to get there in these days. And that's how we got there before. We went to 14 billion at Aurora at one point, and that was all about size and scale and, and acquisition of big companies with big money. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. The markets are expecting you to make make some money to profit to to raise money in a in a responsible way. Sure, spend it on accretive deals, ones that are actually making money. And I tip my hat off to the American cannabis crowd or crew. They, they're still around, you know, and a lot of them are making money and they can't deduct their expenses from their, from their costs. So it's just crazy. Those things are going to change. They can't deposit their money in banks properly. They can't use yeah. debit cards. When those things change, man, 
it's just, it's going to accelerate this business and the ones that are left standing as they are now are going to do very well. You have a really great experience team. We're not going to have a chance to talk about your team. I'll have links in the show notes so you can look them up, but super experienced team. But the, the idea of catching an opportunity early on, and that's what you're leading us to is for an investor or a person looking for a stock, now is the time, I believe. And maybe you can tell our listeners why you think now is the time to get in, because I don't think it's ever going to get any cheaper. This industry is in, is in the first inning. It's a very nascent industry. But for your listeners and investors, if you go to our website, either the audacious.net website or the Australis Corp.com website, our decks are there. I'll have all of Terry's information and audacious information in the show notes. You can click the links, check out their investor decks. Like I said, this is not an MSO in the making. <laughs> this is a company that's going to hit the moon. I, I was real quick, I was talking to a banker in March about this idea. And they pretty well kicked their asses out of the office. They, they didn't do small deals. We were only looking for 5 million bucks. And I sort of tail between the legs left. So geez, that didn't really go over that well. We met with that same banker two weeks ago and he literally put his head in his hands and said, how the hell did you do what you guys have done so fast? Yeah. You know? And it, it's, it's a credit to hardworking people that know this space. So we're, we're pumped, man. It, it's a great, great investment. I'll tell you that. Well, it's an experienced team, and that's really important, especially now in cannabis. You can't just wing it anymore. But Terry, once you get a little more traction, we'll do this again. But thanks for being on the show today. Hey, Happy New Year, buddy. All the best. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has kind of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects Network. Network.